Tim, we are back with another Friday bonus edition. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing peachy, if that's a good term. But yeah, I'm doing great. It's a sunny, seasonably warm day here in central Illinois. Probably well, the same up in your neck of the woods. Well, it is. And today is Veterans Day. Yes, and, it is. Uh, you know, we've talked on this show before in the past. You you are a, a veteran, former I veteran. I don't know a former veteran. That's not correct, right? It's a, a veteran. veteran. You're a veteran. I'm a veteran for life. Right. Thank you for your, your service and your sacrifice. Thank you. I appreciate and, that. And um, I know you don't like talking about it much. You know, you're not one to gloat about it or, you know, talk about that stuff. But um, you have been asked recently to talk in your town, right? To that give is a great. Give a speech on on Veterans Day and what a veteran means to you. Talk about that experience, what that's going to be like, and um, what does what does Veterans Day mean to you? Well, it's funny. You're right. I've been asked by my local community. Uh, one of the village trustees uh, knows me and knew that I was a veteran, so he reached out to me. and was like, hey, we're doing this special. We really want to do more for veterans locally. Would it be possible if you could spend five or seven minutes speaking to the crowd at the event about what it means to be a veteran. And, you know, I, I joked with Cynthia, my wife, I said, for me, I, I don't think of myself as a veteran. Like I did my grandfathers who one fought, one was at Pearl Harbor, one fought at the battle of the bulge or an uncle that was a Marine that fought in uh, Vietnam. I don't think of myself as a veteran like that. But I am a veteran, and in fact, I served in Desert Desert Storm. So I may not have had the same experiences as Vietnam or World War II. As a veteran, you know, it's I have a lot of great memories because it's the people I met from all walks of life. You know, be it in boot camp at basic training or in AIT when I learned my job, or even the different posts that I I was at, be it Fort Jackson, Fort Riley, Fort Sill you know, Germany, Korea, different places I, I I spent time at. So, you know, for me, being a veteran is like a group of brothers and sisters for life. Uh, I have a kindred uh, experience and, you know, we've, a lot of us, peop, all of us veterans have walked similar paths as we've gone through our military experiences. While not all the same, they're similar. You said thank you earlier. I think that's one of the greatest things that me as a veteran um, once from anybody, if they, if they know I'm a veteran, you know, just thank me. I don't need medals. I didn't get a lot of medals. Well, I, I actually did get several medals while I was in the service, but you know, I think most veterans just, you know, appreciate us for what we did to protect our freedoms. Um, you know, this week we had an election. It wasn't crazy like people expected, but regardless of your political viewpoint, I was, I, I, I signed a document to cover your ass so you could be have the freedoms to you know vote how you wanted to the freedoms to speak your mind within reason i i think we're a great nation i i don't know what i would have done differently but uh being a being a veteran is more than anything just an honor it's it's a great honor to be a veteran and that speech how's that coming along <laughs> you got it you got well, it it's funny because i've got like five pages and my wife's like keep it short. She knows how I like to talk. So she's just like, keep it short. Basically, I'm going to talk about what it means to be a veteran, like I just mentioned, and the patriotism, the love of country, the willingness to serve and sacrifice for the good of our country. Those are the things that you know mean a lot to me. 
Um, it's been said that veterans are people that wrote a check to the United States of America for an amount up to and including his or her life. And I think that's true. When we mm-hmm. all sign that document, we say, you know what, we're willing to sacrifice our life for this country. I was. Um, I didn't. Thankfully, that check was never cashed. Unfortunately, I do know some people that those checks were cashed. Um, somebody who took my job when I left the military was one of the very first people to die um, in the desert uh, storm. So if not for me leaving the military, um, that could have been me in that in that armored vehicle that was blown up by an IED. And you were in, also, in the... But I do know the, you know, to this day, you know, Reuben Kirk is somebody that's on my mind a lot. And you were in the in the army for eight years. Yes. What were the years during? You said Desert Storm. Well, 80, 86 through ninety four was both four years active and four years in the reserves. Desert Storm was um, summer fall of ninety through April March April of ninety one. I was actually in my first semester back in college, uh, fall of ninety. I was at. Uh, sophomore at Kansas State University when I got papers um, in December of 90 saying, hey, you are to report to Fort Sill, Oklahoma on this date in January to be deployed to the Gulf. And Mm. I did what I did and have no regrets. It was um, a weird time. Uh, You and I talked about this a little bit earlier before we jumped on the podcast. For me, I had already settled back into college life and it I was really, damn it, why are they, I've been out of the military for eight months. What do they need me for? But mm-hmm. I had a unique MOS that they needed people for. So uh, I got pulled out. I went over there. I did my job. I got back, you know, a little bit wiser, uh, traveled a little bit, got to see places I never thought I'd see. But that short period of time, it's amazing how it winds you back into the military um kind of the mindset of the military yeah. and coming back, it was hard for me to adjust to uh, civilian life after just six months in the military when I uh, got called up for desert storm. We talked, as you mentioned earlier, and one of the things you said is when <laughs> you kind of shocked some of your high school buddies and told them that you were joining the military, tell me that story again. Well, I, you know, I had gone to college for a year after high school, mm-hmm. like, most kids my age in 1985 graduated high school. Parents wanted us to go to college, so I went straight to college. I was not ready for college. I partied my ass off my entire freshman year. I, I, I mean, I went to class. I got decent grades, but I wasn't focused on college. I came back my summer before my sophomore year, and I, was, I just took a hard look in the mirror and said, why are you wasting your parents' money? I'm 19 years old. I can do this on my own. And I made a decision that I I needed something to shock my system. Yeah. And quite honestly, the only thing I could think of that would shock my system was join the military. I could have joined the trades. My grandfather owned a plumbing contracting business in my hometown, but that wasn't something I wanted to do. I wanted to travel and see the world. So military so like was putting a toaster in the bathtub was not another <laughs> option that no. you would have tried I to wanted, shock your system. Honestly, I wanted to see the world. I was lucky. I got to travel a lot of different places. Like I said, Korea, Germany, um, all over the United States, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Middle East and Gulf War. But other than that, I, it was a shock to the system, but it it was a shock that was valuable to me at the time. And it's 
lifelong lessons up to this point. I'm 55 years old, and I don't know what I would have done without joining the military. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the the evolution of a veteran. You know, we talked again offline earlier, and we talked about, you know, the veteran through World War II was very loved when they came back from battle and they were praised. And then there's this transition, like they went to Vietnam and they came back and they were spit on and they were called names and they were just doing what the government told them to do, what they signed up to do, right? And there was this negative stigma towards veterans for quite some time. And and we talked again earlier about how the stigma is almost similar to the trades. Like, oh my gosh, you, you want to join the military? You must not do well in school. Or you're not made for college. So you're you're not smart, right? So there's I, I see like a similar plane uh, between the trades and um, and joining the military back then. Back then, yeah, and I, I you're right, John. When I joined the military, and that first you know eight weeks, I'm in basic training. I met kids from kids, I mean, because they were 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, from all walks of life. Uh, Blue collar kids from the Midwest like me, gangbangers from south side of LA because if it was join the military or die, Uh, guys that were family military from the East Coast that you know, every generation has been in the military and they were going to retire in the military like their grandfather and their father and their great grandfather. So I met guys and gals in the military that I I could have only met had I joined the military, I think. But it's like you said, very similar to the trades where you get into a, a program like the trades and you meet people that are from all walks of life that are, are there for the same reasons. They want to make they want to better their lives. Um, and that's yeah. what the military did for me. And then you had said, you know, after Desert Storm, you know, the perception of the the military veteran was 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 better. It was better. It was. And then after nine eleven, that's kind of when. Yeah, I you and I talked. Nine eleven was the kind of the the line in the sand where I think we all felt patriotic. All the troops coming back from Afghanistan and 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 the Middle East. They got the salutes at the airport. They've got Mm -hmm. the bands and the parades. I didn't get that coming back from Desert Storm, nor did I really want it because I just wanted to assimilate back into life. But I'm proud to see veterans being honored today for what they've done, for the service that they've done. Listen, I get some of my uh, military information from movies I watch, and there's a movie called American Sniper, a story about Chris Kyle. And uh, he he had trouble assimilating back into American, you know, the quote unquote normal American life. Like you mentioned this earlier, it, it's got to be hard to be almost programmed to be a certain way as a as a as a soldier, and for eight years, and then coming back, and then you're like, okay, how do, how do I get back into how, how I was, I or how do I get back? Yeah, into- I was. I John, I my friends will tell you, I was wound really tight when I got back. Um, I needed a lot of me time to just deal with what was going on in my head. And I didn't even see major battles. Like I said, I, I can't imagine what the guys, the Chris Kyle's of the world that saw battles that I didn't. I was, I'm in a tactical operations center calling in, you know, air fire and artillery fire on, on ground troops. 
which had its own unique issues. But for me, I can't imagine being in a, a position where you see the death and destruction of what war is. It couldn't be hard on people. I know the suicide rate for veterans is is rather high and alarmingly so. And I know that there's VA hospitals and and uh, programs put together to uh, help help people and to get them counseling that they need. But um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, if you're a veteran out there listening to this and and you need help or you think you need help, there are services out there. Call the VA. Uh, disabled veterans of America. There's there's services out there. Reach out to people. Um, you know, email me. You know, you can easily find me on on the website. Um, it's you know we've talked about this about the trades. I mean, what happened over the last couple of years with COVID and how that's affected people. Suicides at you know with kids with veterans, um, people in the trades. It's higher now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. People need help. There's source resources out there. I get help. Reach out to people. Yeah, and I think it's just communicating with people and letting people know that I may not understand what you're going through, but I'm willing to listen and I'm going to do anything I can to help you out, meaning whoever that person might be. Yeah, completely, completely agree, John. Tim, thanks for your service uh, again. I mean. You know, you are very welcome. You know, you know what the fun part about Veterans Day is? Yeah, I was going to ask. A free blooming onion from Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I joke and kid about that, but there is a, a I'm guessing about two o'clock this afternoon, my wife will drag <laughs> me out to get a few of my veteran benefits at local establishments because, as she says, I earn them, I deserve them. That's right. You got it. Well, good luck with your speech later today. Well, um, thank you. And like I said, if you're a veteran listening to this, thank you. All right, Tim. Till next time. What a bonus. That was cool.